the local way the podcast series brought to you by the alternative i'm your host laura picardi and i am beyond excited to take you on a journey with me as we dive into the world of the amazing women in the industry this international women's day and let me tell you we don't just celebrate the ladies in our industry once a year we do it every day And that's why this series will run for five weeks, because we just couldn't possibly fit all the magic into one episode. In fact, we we probably could release a podcast every day just to capture all the incredible things that everyone is doing. So before we get into it, I just want to give a shout out to the Alternative Dairy Co. range of plant-based barista milks for making this episode possible. The local way is the alternative. From roasters to baristas, we're going to get up close and personal with the inspiring ladies who are breaking barriers, creating change, and revolutionizing in their own individual ways. So if you haven't already, grab your favorite brew of choice, sit back, and let's get ready to have a good old chat. So today, we are welcoming... Rachel Glassbergen, who is the senior business leader for The Alternative, and Brody Roberts, who is the content and project manager for Proud Marys. So welcome, ladies. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. So I saw there, Rachel, you've got your your cuppa. What are you drinking there today? Almond latte on some fantastic beans. Actually, not even lying. Not that I've got the delight from Brody <laughs> with me, but it actually is Proud Mary beans that we have in this as well. Amazing. There we go. Well done on brand, baby. Oh, <laughs> How about you, Brady? What's your what's your cup of choice? Uh, at the moment, I'm currently drinking water because it's 34 degrees outside. But at the moment, <laughs> I'm drinking a uh, Ethiopian CM Natural. Oh, lovely. And is that black? Is it with... Uh, usually just as a, as a filter, as a pour over. Ah, okay. Lovely. Well, as I said, thank you for being here. Now, I've just given you a very brief introduction, so I'd just like to hand over to you individually um, so you can let us know what your, your journey has been to get you to where you are today. So we'll start with you if we can, Rachel. Awesome. Well, I've worked in food and beverages for many years, but the last three years have been in a coffee channel. And I've got to say, they've been the absolute highlight of my career. What's been really amazing is launching oat milk into um, Australia, where it was only in, a, in about 7% of cafes, and now it's in almost every single Australian cafe, which has been exciting. Mm, fantastic. And uh, how about you, Brady? What's brought you to where you are today? I moved to Melbourne in 2013 and just happened to fall into a barista job and kind of went down the rabbit hole and never really looked back. I started working for Proud Mary in 2021 um, as the general manager of the cafe and now I'm working as the content and project manager. Fantastic. So tell me, what is it about coffee? Why did you never look back once you'd gone down that rabbit hole? It kind of almost becomes a bit of an obsession. Um, there are so many variables in, in how you can produce like the ultimate cup of coffee. Uh, and it's obviously quite subjective for a lot of people, but it kind of just changes every day, every moment, every kind of little detail about coffee, um, can impact how it gets to you or how you brew it or how you taste it. And so, yeah, it pretty much just kind of becomes a little bit of an obsession. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. And how about you, Rachel? What is it that you've been enjoying about the industry in recent years? What, what I love about coffee is the connections you can form over it. And again, in my last three years, it's it's really 
the more that I've learned, the more that I realise I didn't know. And exploring that and the beautiful, generous people in the coffee industry, that's been really, really fun to learn with those fantastic human beings. Mm, Fantastic. Uh, There's literally nothing better than connecting over a coffee, is there? Agreed. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about the industry then in terms of women. We're, we're here for International Women's Day. So what do you think makes it attractive for women, if indeed it does? And if not, what do you think would make it more attractive for women, the coffee industry? I mean, I, I definitely think that for women, we tend to connect with people a lot more. So mm-hmm. particularly on the retail side of the supply chain, coffee is heavily uh, people like facing, which means that you tend to interact with people a lot. I don't necessarily think that there's a specific reason why people may be drawn to it. I think that there are potentially some barriers and obstacles that may come across some people when they are in the industry. But I think that for everyone, when they enter the coffee industry, it's whether they actually have the intent to do the product justice or whether they actually want to be there for the right reasons. And and tell us a little bit about those barriers. What are some typical barriers that might come up? I think that there are... Sometimes, dependent on where you're working, the industry can sometimes be a little bit um, male dominant or sometimes, particularly when it comes to higher level positions, uh, there tends to not be a kind of even split or ratio between male or female. There has been a lot of progression and a lot of movement in terms of inclusivity and platforms and creating spaces for people to feel safe no matter what gender, um, ethnicity or background you are. I think it's definitely improved a drastic amount over the past five years or so, but we still have a long way to go. I also think um, the physicality of physically roasting is actually quite hard. And speaking to a female roaster um, in Sydney here, Rowena, she, like, that is, it's physically hard and uh, so I think that that sometimes is a little bit of a barrier as well for me I actually really love what I love about the coffee industry is some really beautiful strong women who speak their truth and again like other men who are supportive of that as well I actually think despite what gender um, we identify I think it's really all about lifting each other's crowns and I, I actually think we should be doing that more yeah. So guys, let's just lift each other's crowns more. Yes, absolutely. And it sounds like there's a lot of potential for that. You know, as you were saying, Rachel, it's it's a good community. You know, Brody, you were saying you can get obsessed and I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are, are willing to be obsessed with you. So I suppose it's about leveraging that power of community, right, in order to achieve what we want. Yeah, totally. Excellent. So was there a time for you, Brody? I know you said you sort of fell into the, the coffee industry. But was there a time that stands out to you when you just kind of went, yeah, this is for me. I'm going to keep pursuing this career. I like this a lot. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, working in coffee has always been great. And I moved to London a few years ago and was working in a space that was specialty coffee shop and I had kind of fallen into a role where I was able to help support the roastery that was planning to be opened and a few other stores. Whilst I was living over there, I was also able to gain a lot more um, access to SEA, which is like an education platform. Mm -hmm. And once I kind of really dug into that area, it really just like clicked and I was like, no, 100%, like this is, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. That's the sustainability side of coffee, is that correct, the SCA? Yes, correct. So can you tell us tell us about that and what it is around sustainability that lights you up so much? 
so SEA launched a, a program a few years ago called um, SEA Coffee Sustainability Program. It's a program where it has three levels. So you've got um, foundation, intermediate and professional. Throughout the last five years, I've been studying that course and completed the professional level in December of 2022, which is super exciting. I'm the only person in Australia now with that qualification, which is even more exciting. Yes, your power. (laughs) (laughs) For me, what really drives me is living in Australia. You, I grew up in the country, like smallish kind of country town, and you are quite exposed to the environmental impacts around you. And then living in Melbourne, it was just a little bit of like a transition um, and then moving more of my life and my focus into coffee. There are a lot of red flags that come up and the issues of like transparency and environmental impact and social impact. And for me, I was like, I want to do something that fills my cup, that, that brings me joy, but also helps impact and improve other people's lives as well as, you know, hopefully improve our own lives in the present time, but also in the future particularly with global warming happening right now, there's no better time to actually dig our heels in and really kind of be grounded into how can we all improve our lives across the globe. Mm. And what are some ways that you're implementing that with Proud Marys? So currently working on a, um, a training program for Proud Mary, which will mm. launch, we'll do that to all of our retail spaces across the globe, both in Australia and the US. Uh, it's going to be more of like an environmental impact assessment uh, not very hardcore, but just more on the light side of it. Um, and we're going to focus heavily on waste like streams uh, and how we can kind of assess where we're at. And hopefully, maybe I shouldn't say this on here, but hopefully be able to become a little bit closer to a zero net carbon, which would be lovely. Fantastic. Well, we can, but work towards it, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and Rachel, I know that sustainability is a is a big thing for you. I know also you you grew up in the country as well. You're, I think you said your uncle is a, a beekeeper. Mm-hmm. It's in, it's in the blood. So talk to us about that. How that shows up for you in what you do and why it's important to you. Yeah, um, it's it's funny. Similar similar um, start with a country coming from a country town, and my uncle actually is still in that country town with his bees. <laughs> and look, I think it's just awareness and awareness growing up, and then for me, it actually really cemented when I had my own children and I realized the world that we're about to leave them and the little things and to be honest it was actually them in primary school like saying mum what are we doing about this Um, and Mm. so it was the thread all the way along but it's like okay honestly what world are we living leaving for our children Mm. that's one of the reasons I love um, working at sanitarium and the sustainability programs we have and how we source our raw materials and we really care about the bees, which I really love. It's what we do with our packaging. It's uh, yeah, exactly our goals that we're aiming towards as well. But it's even more holistic, more holistic than just the planet. It's about the people as well. It's how we turn up at work. It's it's how the work life balance. It's it's all of that. It's food insecurity in Australia. So it's it's the whole planet, but it's actually our humans on the planet as well, which I actually love that wider spread lens. Yeah. Mm. And I'm interested, actually, since you're both country town gals, I'm going to get a bit more personal with you now, if I may, because I know that's what the the listeners are, are tuning in for the juicy stuff. But I'm interested to know how how you've gone within your careers making changes like you have, you know, one one being coming from a small town, but also just entering industries have been male dominated, carving paths within your 
um, respective fields. How has that been for you? What challenges have you faced? I'll start with you, Rachel, if I may. Do you know what? I I, I actually don't see gender a lot. Um, so I know that's probably a little bit mm. controversial for Women's Day month. I, I just think you just need to be your truest self. Um, and that was something... Mm-hmm that I learned early on was about being your authentic self. Um, I actually got a promotion. Mm. I felt a little bit of imposter syndrome. I, I wasn't prepared for it. And so I actually modelled myself on a stronger female who was at that role, who was killing it. Mm. But then I was being inauthentic to myself and being a bad copy of this person. And it was actually someone um, in my direct team who pulled me aside and said, Rachel, this isn't working. And they said, Mm. like, you've actually lost what people love about you and what makes you a fantastic leader. Um, So, yeah, I I really think if you're true to yourself or your authentic self, that Mm. that is great advice. And, yeah, that's what I how I try and live. And and can you share any ways that people can connect with that or have uh, probably and or have the confidence to to stay true to their authentic self. Yeah, and look, I think I think all advice can be given, but you really have to take that on. It's it's about surrounding people who who yourself with people who are true and allowing you to actually be your true self. Mm. Yeah, which isn't always easy. I do forget that. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And I suppose you don't need that many people, right? You just need a little yeah. bit of evidence here and there yeah, that, that she's all right, <laughs> the real one. How about you, Brady? What challenges have you faced and what have you done about that in your career? Very similar to Rachel in a way. I don't necessarily think for me gender has been too much of a, of a dominant issue. Growing up in a small country town, my mum is quite a strong figure and so she brought us up to have a really kind of strong sense of self and a lot of uh, determination and to not be afraid to speak up and I think that that has really been like detrimental to how I have been able to get to where I am at the moment. Being able to be a leader of a team and have a voice in a, in a company that I work for is incredible. Um, it's not an easy thing but I think that if you are the same thing as what Rachel was saying if you are yourself and your most authentic self and that you know who you are as a person and what you value I think that that's the most important thing and once you're sure of yourself you know there's nothing that you can't put your mind to and Mm, achieve absolutely and I also think to add to that I think then when you feel confident about yourself you can actually see that in others and help develop that in others but Mm. then um, help look out for others as well if they're not able to voice what they want to voice so I think that teaches you empathy as well I think Mm, and so would you say compassion and empathy yeah Yeah. I I was Um, gonna say would you say they're two key components in effective leadership 100% we're both nodding very seriously (laughs) waiting for the other absolutely oh my gosh yeah passionate empathy is amazing and if, if you had any times when that sort of stand out to you during your journey where either that's been shown to you or not shown to you to sort of really reinforce the importance of that? Yeah, it's funny. When I, again, I came from food and beverages, but coming into coffee and hospo, um, at the start, like, I didn't know what. And I was, I was actually at my first Golden Bean, which is a coffee judging um, competition in 2019. And I was there to judge coffee. So that was the big ask. Again, passionate about coffee, love coffee, but didn't know a whole heap about it. Um, so I went up and fronted to this 
awesome, unique table of individuals, all strangers to me. And I'm like, Sue, who wants to be my coffee coach for the next three days? <laughs> Excellent. And that table was actually filled of um, beautiful roasters from all over Australia. And they showed me empathy and they showed me the cups that were amazing and then equally the cups of coffee that maybe weren't as amazing mm. to just try and help my knowledge. Um, my coffee judging partner, shout out to Sam, he really helped me with language. So when I was tasting something that fruity, he pushed me to citrus, to push me to grapefruit, to push me to pink grapefruit and just expanded my vocabulary. And that empathy and love that these complete strangers to me um, showed me over those three days, honestly, that is actually what made my love for coffee even even more, these beautiful, generous people. Yeah, mm. it's awesome. And how fantastic. It's such a great example of how many opportunities can come as a result of being your authentic self. You just owned it and went, I don't know a lot, but I want to know a lot. So who's going to help me? And they, they fully embraced you. I, I think often we don't ask questions and we pretend we know everything because we're worried we'll get rejected. But that's a lovely example of it being quite the opposite. And how about you, Brody? Um, is there anything that stands out as um, being a really positive, kind of compassionate, empathetic situation or vice versa that, again, has sort of really reinforced how important it is for you? Um, I can't say there is one very specific moment. I think that there is one memory where it is the opposite of being compassionate, empathetic and considerate. And so that one memory kind of sticks really strong in my mind when I am in a moment of like mm. kind of don't really know what to do or how to process things and I'm like okay that's just like what we're not going to do and like just have a little bit of like a moment center yourself and remember that like whenever you go into whatever it is you're doing that you just need to be compassionate and empathetic because everyone is human mm -hmm. and and so if there was a piece of advice that you were to give yourself back in the day, maybe before you had, um, you know, learned what you've learned. I'll, I'll come to you first on this one, Brody. What would you say to your younger self to help lift your crown? I like that, Rachel, use that. <laughs> There's one saying that my, my partner says to me, well, was saying to me um, for quite a long time. And now it's like one of my, my mottos and it's uh, work smarter, not harder. Mm, and it's one of those that. things It's you can graft and graft and graft and you can grind. And there's that whole hustle culture, but if you actually just think about it first and just put everything together and like lay it all out and like slowly create a plan, it actually all comes into place. And I think that that's really like really changed how I approach things in my job. Mm, that's a very important thing because we do like to flog ourselves, don't we? How about you, Rachel? What would you say to your, to your younger self? Yeah, I have three pieces of advice for my younger self. My first one is trust your gut and your heart because baby girl, they'll never let you down. My second one is surround yourself with people who will like sunshine and to take our theme further of that you will lift their crowns and they will lift yours because they're really the best type of people. And the third one is if it's not a, oh my goodness, yes, it's probably an O. Mm, I like that a That's lot. A good one. Yeah, I like that a lot. And and on that on on point two that you had um, with the people, you've mentioned that a few times actually. Have you got any specific mentors or support partners? You know, whether it's professionally or personally, that you lean on in order to to help keep maintain your drive and your authentic self. I think I lean 
on a lot of people, actually. Good on you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> I, I do actually have a mentor and it's really awesome to have someone who's in your corner who has been suc- successful in mm. a similar industry that you can soundboard and they can challenge you. So that's really awesome. But, yeah, like I, a lot of my colleagues, like even a lot of the professional relationships I have, I actually consider them to be my family and so they both get the good and bad with that. So, yeah, it's awesome. Mm. It's really beautiful and supportive. Fantastic. And you, Brody, who do you lean on? In a similar way, I have a few people very close to me that are like my immediate kind of go-tos. There's about four people. But I think, again, outside of that, like I tend to try and be really honest and transparent with everybody that, that I come into contact with. So no matter who I work with or who I talk to, you know, everybody's walk of life is completely different. And so getting perspective and advice realistically should be able to come from anybody. Mm. Whether you use that or not is a different story. Absolutely. But, hearing perspective is important yeah absolutely so so it doesn't matter then for you whether they understand all the the coffee I want to say nerdiness I hope that isn't rude (laughs) I think it's amazing (laughs) does it matter whether they they understand your industry or not it's it's just having the support in however it comes more or less yeah I think that no matter what you do even if people aren't in your immediate world that understand the the context of whatever the question or debacle would be, mm. um, everybody would have an opinion and that perspective might actually just change your train of thought for you to be able to get to the point that mm. you never thought you'd be able to get to. Yeah. It's probably nice sometimes actually if they don't know the industry, so they've got a completely unique perspective, I suppose. Exactly. What I'm loving actually hearing from you both, you can tell me if I'm wrong, is that one of the or some of the most important aspects of your journeys that have got you to where you are today and are taking you forward is is really this two key components, authenticity and support and people. Would you agree? Is there anything else you think that is a, a key ingredient? The only third one I'd add is passion. And again, it doesn't it it doesn't matter where the passion lies, whether it's connection, whether it's coffee, whether it's sustainability, it's being passionate about something, a component of it, I think. Yeah, mm, yeah that helps. But definitely, right. definitely the other two. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you'd add on that one, Brody? Not really, no. I think that those three things are like critical. And once you've got those three things like there's probably nothing that's going to stop you. Yeah, baby. I feel like we should enter some inspirational music at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have one last question for you, and it's just a bit of a fun one. I'd love to know if you could have a cup of coffee with anyone from history, who would it be and and why? I'll come to you first, Brody. That's a tricky question. Uh, there are a few people. There's one specific person, his name is Alvin Ailey. He was an African-American uh, choreographer and dancer that lived in throughout the like 1930s to 1970s-ish, I believe. Um, and he kind of just made a big change in the culture, created this really beautiful studio to be like inclusive of all dancers and kind of created this whole new genre of dance. And I think that he's got an incredible background um, and to be able to do that in a time when that was probably incredibly difficult, I think it would be beautiful to share one of the most expensive coffees or like a really funky coffee and just like talk about life with him really amazing what would be a funky coffee by the way uh usually something that's like anaerobic natural carbonic natural or sorry carbonic carbonic maceration something that's like 
bit boozy and funky and fruit forward. Oh, excellent. And then choreograph an amazing dance together, I'm sure, afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> How about you, Rachel? Who would you love to share a coffee with? For me, um, it would actually be my grandma. So she wasn't a living legend or she didn't even do anything terribly exceptional besides raise some amazing kids and be an an amazing example for her grandkids. But to share a a cup of coffee and for her, it would would actually be an instant in her favourite orange (laughs) and brown cup. But to share some more moments with her, that, that would be amazing for me. Oh, that's lovely. And I know the exact orange and brown cup that you're talking about. Fabulous. Well, look, unfortunately, as always, all good things must come to an end. I really thank you, ladies, for being here and for chatting to me. You know, we've spoken about authenticity being important and you both just ooze authenticity. So it's very clear that you're not just talking the talk, you are walking the walk. So on behalf of everyone, I thank you for that because I think we need more of that in the world. So thank you very much for joining us and for giving us your time today. Now, don't worry, everyone out there listening, there are many more conversations to come like this. We're going to have weekly drops of the International Women's Day podcast throughout the month of March. So make sure that you hit the subscribe button and join us for many more, as I said, of these inspiring conversations with more incredible women in the industry. And again, I'd like to say thank you to The Alternative Dairy Co. for making this happen. The Alternative has partnered with Hospitality Relief Charity tip jar to provide hospitality training courses to underprivileged. So if you're feeling generous and you wish to donate to a good cause, you can head to tipjarfund.org. And of course, if you're looking for even more fun, then be sure to follow the Alternative Dairy Co. on Instagram. So once again, ladies, thank you so much for being here. Keep doing what you're doing. And we look forward to watching you flourish even further. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us, guys. On the next episode of The Local Way, I'll be chatting to Natalie Daniels, the regional team leader of The Alternative, and Emma Markland-Webster from the New Zealand Speciality Coffee Association, where they share their experiences and journeys in the coffee industry. Together, Natalie and Emma chat about the shift towards plant-based milk, the importance of self-belief and overcoming self-doubt, and the power of finding your tribe and having a strong support network. They also share some of their best advice from follow your own instincts to fake it till you make it. And of course, have fun while you do so.